We are going to be talking about procurement readiness today. And this is a topic that I get asked about all the time from people that are brand new to the market. The question is, what do I need to do to get ready to be a government contractor? So I'm not going to talk today about the winning contract side and proposal writing and sales and a lot of that kind of stuff. My focus is the preparation. So what do you need to do? to really start your journey as a government contractor. Where do you need to start? Where do you need to focus? We're gonna talk a little bit about websites and things like that and just kind of get you prepped. So remember, this is procurement readiness. The first thing out of the gate that I wanna talk about is registrations. There's just a couple that you really need to focus on. The first one is your cm.gov registration. That's where you're going to go in, register your business entity, and you used to have to go get a DUNS number before you started this process. You don't have to do that anymore. Now you just have to have all your entity information. So you have got to make sure that before you start this process, you have a corporation of some sort, whether it's an LLC or an S Corp or whatever, it doesn't really matter. You have to make sure that's there so that when you go in and start your SAM registration, you can provide all of those types of data points that they're going to ask for, like you know the address, your EIN number, all that kind of stuff. Once you get registered, in SAM, that's going to give you your SAM UEI, so your unique identifier through SAM. That is what's replaced the DUNS number. It's also going to get you your cage code and all that kind of cool stuff. So you start with your SAM registration. Your next one is your DSBS, the small business website. You go to connect.sba.gov to do that one now. It's kind of changed from where it used to be. But your DSBS one, that's again, that's a small business registration that you need to do. So there's that one. And then you need to look at the state level registration. Depending on what status you may qualify, your state may have an MBE registration or the state of Virginia small business, whatever registration. And those are particularly important if you're going to be focusing on the SLED market, so the state, local, and education market, that's when those state level registrations are most important to your business. And then the last two that I'm going to mention here is if you're going to be focused on products, you probably need a DIBS registration. So D-I-B-B-S. That one is for selling to DLA, which DLA buys a lot of product. And so if you're selling a product and you know you want to sell through DLA, a DIBS registration is one that you want to go handle. The last one I'll mention is the Unison Marketplace. You can just Google Unison Marketplace and that may be one that you want to sell through as well. Those are a handful of registrations registrations up front that you want to think about. The SAM, the DSBS are probably the most important to followed by any state level status type of certifications that you may be able to get. That's where you want to start on the registration side. That covers the majority of what you need. In fact, if you just go and do the SAM registration, that one will cover a lot of what you need as well. The DSBS is just an additional one that I think is really important and people should knock out. That's a little bit about the registrations in your procurement readiness journey. The next thing that you need to figure out is your product or service information. What is the number one product or service that you want to sell? When you're figuring that out, that's also going to go into how you're going to market your business. Business. It's going to go in your capability statement. It's actually going to go in your SAM registration. But you know, when you're going through your SAM registration, you can really just plug in any NAICS code or PSC code in there. You can always go back and edit that. But if you have that information prior, that'll just make it a little bit more easy for you. But getting zeroed in on your number one product or service is going to be really, really helpful for all of the future steps that I'm about to talk about. So figuring out that what is and picking, look, one NAICS code. What's your primary NAICS code? One keyword that you're going to focus on. One PSC code. Figuring out what those things are is really important. You don't necessarily have to figure out the PSC codes up front. It's helpful. 
not necessary. And look, here's the deal. It's a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I want to cover it anyway real quick. When you get into the research, you may discover that it's easier to hunt your particular products and services by PSC code versus NAICS code. You might find that. It really just depends on what you sell, who you're selling it to, what the contracting officers have used in the past. You don't have to get too wrapped up around this. It is important, but you don't have to get stuck around it. You do need to figure out what you're selling. What is the product? What is the service that we sell? And you need to laser focus on that as granularly as possible. It's going to help you with the next couple of bullet items that I have on here with your product or service. One of those is your pricing. You've got to get sharp on how you price your products or services, because if you don't understand pricing, you don't understand how to make money in this market. It's all based on how you do your pricing and you've got to get really good at that. If you don't understand pricing, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this. We've got several podcasts that talk about pricing, but look, if you're not good at pricing products or services and you don't understand it, or you look at a pricing sheet and you're like, man, my eyes just kind of gloss over, bring in a pricing expert. Did you know we have our own government contracting community? It's called Federal Access. And inside Federal Access, you have all the tools, tips, strategies, documents, templates, everything you're ever going to need to be a government contractor. But you also get brought into our ecosystem. You get into our private LinkedIn group and you get into our live events and all that kind of thing when you become a member of Federal Access. To learn more, go to federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's get back into this episode. Pricing experts don't cost a whole lot of money and you can bring somebody in to help you develop a template for your products or services. That's usually all you need from them. You may check in with them every year or so to help you with your model to make sure it's on target or help tweak some numbers. Or maybe when you're going through a proposal process, you may say, hey, can you help me pull some data to make sure that this is competitive based on the previous contract award, that sort of thing. But your pricing is a make or break for your business. The next bullet item here on your products and services is to look at your different so what differentiates the way you sell that product or service from everybody else? Is it because you have special pricing? Is it because you're the manufacturer? Maybe you're the sole source. There's all kinds of things that could differentiate why somebody would buy your products and services from you versus someone else. It could be your speed to deliver. You know, I've got a client, actually, I've got several clients right now that when it comes to recruiting, their speed of recruiting and putting a butt in a seat is much faster than the average person on the market. The average person may take anywhere from six to eight weeks or even longer to recruit a new position and they can do it in three to five days. That's a differentiator. It could be the location that you serve. Maybe you have the biggest network in Ohio for serving this particular type of product or service and you are just the company to hire when it comes to buying that in Ohio for whatever reason. That could be a differentiator. There's all kinds of things that differentiate you from other folks. You need to get clear on what those are. The next one is your past performance. Where have you sold this product or service in the past three years? Who have you sold it to? What were the scenarios there? What did you actually do? How many users did it serve? How many locations? How many projects? There's all kinds of information you need to get clear on about your past performance 
so that you can actually build your marketing materials. The government is all about proposals for the most part. There are some contracts that just get awarded. There's some things under simplified acquisition. That stuff all happens. But in general, the government wants to see you fill out paperwork. And in that paperwork, when you're filling out a proposal response or a quote response, a lot of times there's sections in that response that reference your past performance. And you need to be able to describe it in detail, not just, yes, we did this for the army three years ago. Yes, we did this for the Navy last month, but what did you do? How many units did you sell? How many FTEs did you have on the project? You've got to be able to get granular about your past performance. And it's best to do that now while you're getting procurement ready. See, these are all things that will make you faster as you actually start chasing opportunities. The next section is about market information. Here's some questions you need to be able to answer. Who buys what you sell? How do they buy what you sell? Do they use contract vehicles, set-asides, different statuses, things like that? And who do they buy from today? Those are some questions you need to understand about the market. The good news is you can go into SAM.gov and pull reports on all of the questions that I just outlined for you. You can figure out who's buying what you sell, how they're buying it, who they're buying it from today, all that stuff in SAM.gov. There is a very simple 15-minute video that I did. It's a playbook inside of Federal Access. If you don't have an account, you can go get a free account at federal-access.com. If you want to get the upgraded account, you can do that as well. But the free account, there is a playbook that describes exactly how to go in and create a SAM report and use a pivot table to find this data. It's really, really simple to do. So it's all in a free report that you can pull yourself on SAM.gov. You can also pull some of this data in USA Spending. I find you can't get quite as granular with like contracting officer names and things like that because they don't share that data in USA Spending. But if you have a SAM.gov account, you can go in and get all of this data and answer those questions. Most people think the government, which is huge, buys what you sell. And they probably do. But if you can zero in and figure out exactly which contracting officers are buying it, you can then create reports that are geared exactly towards your customers, marketing information that's geared exactly towards those folks. And then you can actually build your sales plan around those people and be more educated about how you do it. So that is market information. The next one is marketing materials that you need to create in order to be procurement ready. The number one marketing material that you need is a capability statement. Your capability statement has all of your key corporate information on there. There's a corporate overview, your NAICS codes, PSC codes, contact information, differentiators, all that kind of good stuff on there, maybe even some past performance. It's not something you need to overthink. Make it simple out of the gate, work on it over time. In fact, you'll probably have iterations of this and different versions of it for different agencies and things like that. But you can get a free template right now at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. There's an option for a free plan and there's an option to get our upgraded corporate plan for 50% off your first month. So go in there, grab a free template. I think there's four free templates that you can get on the free level. Go grab one of those templates and just plug your information in there. Keep it super simple. It's a one page. Try not to do two pages on this thing because people don't have time to review all that information. They just want to see the one pager. That's your capability statement. That's the number one marketing material that you need. Number two is your website. I was just talking to somebody today and I said, look, if you're not a website designer, you don't have a website designer on the team, you don't have a website already, just go to one of these free 
or low-cost websites like Wix.com and start with a simple template. And just make your template based around your capability statement and start from there. You don't have to get crazy and have a 50-page website out of the gate or anything like that. A simple one-pager that scrolls from section to section is totally fine. If you can make sure there's a PDF version of your capability statement on there, use the sections of the capability statement to build out your website. That's all you have to do on that. So those are the first two, your capability statement and your website. Your third one is your capability brief. And that is a PowerPoint type of presentation. It's a little bit more expanded than your capability statement. And it's something that you would give to a contracting officer, program manager, maybe teaming partner to introduce them to your company. And so the capability brief is something that you want to think about as well. You don't necessarily need it out of the gate, but it is something that I would have probably in my first 90 days of being a government contractor. The last thing that I would recommend is if you are having trouble with figuring out your differentiators, your products or services, how you communicate your value to people, there is a process in Federal Access called value mapping that is in our marketing section. There's several documents and there's some templates around that that help you figure out that. It's a process of going through your past performance, looking for the things you actually did, pulling all of that data out, and then putting it into this information. So the value mapping piece is probably worth every penny of of several months of federal access just to go in there and do that. So value mapping is really, really important and it will help you with all of your marketing materials. The last thing that I want to cover for you today is your infrastructure. And remember, these are things that are just designed to help you get procurement ready so you can start searching for opportunities and things like that. When I think about infrastructure, one of the top things that I think about is your vendor relationships. If you are selling products, do you have relationships with the companies that you want to sell their products? You don't want to wait until you have a proposal due to reach out and say, hey, SAP, hey, Salesforce, hey, product company, we'd like to sign up as a vendor with you and get preferred pricing and all that kind of stuff because we have a response due to a proposal in 72 hours and I need this really quick. You don't want to be doing that. You need your vendor relationships months in advance so that you are all set. You have contracts, you have negotiated pricing, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to do 10 of these out of the game. And that's why I go back to what's your number one product or service. Focus on that one. Get those two, three relationships squared away before you dive into RFPs and that sort of thing. So that's vendor relationships. The next one is your back office. There's a lot of things in your back office that you need squared away. Your accounting software, which accounting software are you going to do? Are you already doing millions of dollars in commercial products and stuff and you already have this, but you're using the wrong platform and you need to convert that over in order to sell to the government? Or are you brand new and you don't even have something in place and you're going to use QuickBooks desktop for a while? Whatever it is, that's something you need. You need your email accounts and you know Microsoft Office and all those types of things in your back office to make sure you're up and ready. You need a way to process credit cards. You need a way to process other transactions. You need your bank accounts set up. There's all kinds of little things in your back office that you need set up. I can think of off the top of my head, probably 20 different software applications that we use in our business from the Riverside platform that I'm recording this in to our accounting software, to Microsoft Outlook, to our editing softwares and things, stuff that allows us to do the day-to-day -day business that we do. And if you don't have those things and you can't interact with your customers in the right way, you're going to come out of the gate stumbling a lot. 
Another one of those things is a CRM. You probably need some sort of CRM. You can start with a free one. You don't have to get super complicated. Get your back office processes, systems, get all that stuff squared away as you're getting procurement ready. Another item on that list is your certifications. Take a look at those reports from who buys what you sell and notice where they're spending the most money. Is it on 8A certifications or the 8A business development program? Is it on the WSB certification, SDVSB? There's all kinds of different ones that are out there. Prioritize the certifications where they're spending the most money. Prioritize those first. Doesn't mean you can't go get the others, but prioritize where the government's spending money go get those certifications. Again, that is procurement readiness stuff to make sure you're ready to go and actually pursue contracts with the government. The next one is depending on what you do, you may need bonding, you may need insurance. Those are all kinds of things that you need to make sure you have before you actually pursue a contract. Funding is another one. So if you don't have a credit line or a loan or things you need to operate the business, you need to get those now instead of once you land a contract. The final one is your team, whether that is internally your team, the people that you need to hire, whether it's externally your teaming partners, whether that is your mentors, coaches, your inner circle, if you will, you know, like your accountants, attorneys, all those kind of things. Get your team internally and externally squared away. Again, this is all infrastructure type of things to help you run your company. And you need all of these little puzzle pieces in place before you actually pursue contracts. Just a quick recap on my list here today. I talked about registrations. I talked about your product or service information, the market information, marketing materials, and your infrastructure. If you get all of those things done, that to me is the first 90 days of you being in a government contractor role. That's what it takes to become procurement ready. After you've gotten all that stuff squared away, then you move into actually marketing your business to win contracts, not just looking at RFPs and RFQs and sources sought and things like that in CM.gov. But it's also reaching out to contracting officers, program managers, teaming partners, all those types of people. First 30 to 90 days is procurement readiness. That next probably 60 to 90 days is where you start the marketing efforts of your business. And there's plenty of podcasts that talk about that. But today I just wanted to talk about the on-ramp to becoming a government contractor, giving you an overview of what it takes to get ready to even pursue contracts and talk to folks. So if you have any questions about this, as always, you know how to reach me. Me. You can reach me through email, LinkedIn, whatever it may be. I'm very responsive on all those platforms. Reach out. Love to hear from you. And last but not least, I want to give one more plug to Federal Access. There's so many tools inside of Federal Access that I highly recommend. If you are not already a member, go join today. Even if it's just on the free level, there's a lot of information in there, templates in there that can at least get you engaged. You can go look at our playbook videos and watch those. There's probably a hundred of those videos that teach you stuff like I teach in this podcast today. And then if you're really serious about taking that next level, I highly recommend the corporate level. It's only 59 bucks a month for now. And you can start off with 50% off by just going to federal-access.com forward slash game changers. If you do that, I look forward to seeing you in our inner circles that we have every single month where Josh and I come on, we talk about a topic and then we open it up to Q&A. Thanks again for listening today and we'll see you in inner circle or on our next podcast episode. 
I really hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast and screenshot it and tag me on LinkedIn or whatever social media you use. So thank you again for joining us today and we'll see you next time.